Hello and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Steve. Steve is joining us here from Pittsburgh. Uh, He was diagnosed with HIV back in 2015, and a lot has changed in his life since then. Uh, He's going to share a little bit about himself, about um, his treatment regimen, and about how life is uh, going for him today. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Steve. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. Well, give us a, a little bit of insight into what it is that you do in Pittsburgh. Sure. So um, I am an attorney, uh, and I also uh, volunteer on the board of directors of a nonprofit that works with uh, kids in uh, in West Africa and in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh in the immigrant and refugee community. And on top of that, then, outside of work, um, I live with my boyfriend of two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to travel, um, stay active. And, um, yeah, just generally hang out with friends and family. So back in 2015, when you were diagnosed, were you here? Were you traveling? What led to that diagnosis? Why did you go to the doctor in the first place? Sure. So um, it was a bit of a journey. Um, Back in the fall of 2014, I um, became very sick, um, kind of flu-like symptoms, um, pain behind my left eye, um, had a battery of tests couldn't figure out, uh, the doctors really couldn't figure out what was going on. Uh, at the same time, I had taken a home HIV test, which came back negative. And um, eventually kind of the, the symptoms subsided uh, on their own after a few weeks, thought I was okay. And then fast forward to uh, the spring of 2015, I was on a business trip to Asia and uh, a lot of the symptoms came back again in a kind of even more severe way. I kind of suffered through through the rest of the trip, and as soon as I got back to Pittsburgh, I, I headed to the hospital, and that's when I uh, got the diagnosis that I was uh, HIV positive. What ran through your head initially after that uh, diagnosis? Yeah, so I mean, it was um, a lot of emotions. Uh, mostly, I think I just kind of was very uh, uh, stoic about it, um, very quiet about it. At that time, I was um, not uh, out about my sexuality, about being mm-hmm. a gay man, didn't really feel like I had anyone I could talk to um, about the, the diagnosis. So I just kind of bottled it up and um, did not really handle it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of uh, just really, you know, for growing up um, in the, the late 80s, early 90s, uh, you know, I kind of always associated um, that diagnosis with almost kind of a death sentence. It was a very grave diagnosis. Obviously, the the science and treatment had changed significantly uh, by the time I was diagnosed. So I knew that wasn't the case kind of rationally, but I think just emotionally it was kind of tough to receive the diagnosis and just think about what the future would look like for me at that time. You mentioned that you weren't out yet at the time of your diagnosis. How did this diagnosis affect you and your relationship and uh, the fact that you have a job? You you were traveling in Asia. There are many countries that have some pretty stringent rules about HIV positive status uh, upon entering. Did you encounter any of that? Yeah, it was definitely a concern of mine, to be certain. Um, I was, you know, still nervous at that point about um, just being out at, certainly about being out at work, uh, let alone, um, you know, to, to friends and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was this fear that, you know, once I was diagnosed and once I started um, treatment on kind of a daily pill regimen, that there was always this fear when I was going through um, a border that, um, is this the time uh, I'm going to, um, someone's going to take a look at the, the pill bottle and start asking questions and potentially get me um, into trouble. Um, like you mentioned, there was certain countries where it was just um, illegal to, to enter. 
um, if you're HIV positive. So um, it was definitely, you know, a fear of mine. When you said you didn't think like you didn't think you had anyone that you could confide in. Yeah. So um, at the time, my diagnosis in 2015, I, I wasn't with my boyfriend. So uh, no, that's right. Neil. Um, so we've been together for the past two years and um, he's kind of been, you know, instrumental in helping me kind of get to a place where I'm more comfortable because whenever, um, you know, by the time I met him, I was out about my, obviously out about being a gay man. Mm-hmm. And then also um, was out to a handful of people about my HIV status at that point. And, you know, obviously I had to tell him uh, before, you know, um, things progressed. And uh, he was just so um, nonchalant and accepting and um, it wasn't an issue for him. And that really helped me um, kind of um, get more confidence uh, in who I am and in where I am today. So you mentioned your treatment regimen, the fear of family finding your pills and things or finding your pills in customs and things of that nature. So uh, let's talk about this treatment regimen. Did it um, remain constant from your diagnosis till now or has have things drastically changed as far as uh, your treatment journey? Yeah, so my, my treatment journey, Neil, has, um, has changed pretty dramatically. Um, I started off, uh, as I mentioned, on a daily pill regimen, which is kind of the, the standard um of care for, for most people living with HIV um, up until this point. And uh, so daily pills, it, it worked for me. Um, I got to undetectable status pretty quickly, um, which if, if, if you're familiar with that, just means basically that the, the level of virus in my, my system is so low that um, the test um, does not detect it. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, he has said as well that it's therefore, you know, not um, transmittable to, uh, to others um, via uh, sex. Mm-hmm. So, so it was working for me, um, but then eventually uh, my doctors approached me and asked if I would be interested in uh, participating in a clinical trial for the first long-acting um, injectable uh, treatment. And so at first I was a little hesitant, you know, the pills were working for me. I was a little nervous to kind of change something that was working mm-hmm. uh, for me, uh, but ultimately I uh, agreed to do it. I thought it was a, a good opportunity to kind of um, give back to the community to advance the science, and I could really mm-hmm. see um, how it could be helpful for a certain um, you know segment of the population that struggles with uh, adherence to the daily pill regimen. Um, being able to have um, a once a month injection um, could be really be a game changer for the the fight against HIV. So, how has that worked for you? I mean, you say it could be helpful for the community. How has it worked for you personally in your daily life? Yeah. So whenever I, I started, it was really that kind of um, desire to to give back because for as much as, you know, um, you know, challenging as it was to, to get the diagnosis, I've been very, very blessed in life. And so I really started, like I said, as a, I thought it would be helpful for, for others. But what I didn't expect was how um, kind of game changing it would be for myself mm-hmm. um, in that um, it I didn't realize how much of a kind of toll uh, psychic toll the the daily pill was taking on me um, that just daily reminder that came with the pill each day of that mm-hmm. I'm living with HIV um, and so having that removed and being able to just kind of have this once a month um, treatment plan so going from 365 days down to 12 treatment days a year it just really kind of freed things up and allowed yeah. me to kind of forget about the fact that I was living with HIV and then on top of that just not to have the fear and anxiety around the pill bottle about going on a trip and forgetting it, about going on a trip. And when I was not out about my HIV status being discovered by family or by friends or kind of the, like I mentioned before, the kind of customs issues. So 
it's just been really liberating um, having this uh, this switch over to the long acting um, injectable. You know, I'm going to date myself a bit um, from the from the 80s up until now with all of the uh, the major advancements in treatments and, and compounds. The psychological aspect, the uh, stigma, the fear seems to be 70, 80 percent of the problem now. I, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, some, somewhere around there, if not higher, in my opinion, just from my own experience um, and just anecdotally speaking to others. The, the stigma aspect of it continues to really um, weigh on people and really unnecessarily so. Um, I think a lot of people are still, uh, you know, at the, in the population at large are still stuck back in the 80s and 90s with their mm-hmm. understanding of the science around HIV. And so, um, you know, getting people to understand that this is a kind of manageable long-term chronic disease that as long as I'm able to stay on treatment through things like Cabinuva, that, um, you know, I'm going to have a, a normal uh, life expectancy as anyone else. And that I can, you know, that I'm also not able to transmit the disease. So um, it's just a stigma that was really never acceptable. And I think especially more so today where we are with the science, it's just even more unacceptable. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I like to, you know, talk to, to folks like you, Neil, to just kind of, spread my story, share my experience, and just let other people know they're not alone and that, you know, there's really no reason for the stigma. We um, have every right to, to be proud of ourselves and to, to um, live a normal life without um, being discriminated against because of this diagnosis. Well, Steve, I've enjoyed speaking with you for this brief period. I'm hoping that maybe we'll get a chance to speak again in the future. Absolutely, Neil. It's been a pleasure speaking to you today about my experience in Cabinuva. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Steve, an attorney from Pittsburgh, diagnosed with HIV in 2015 and living a happy, healthy life today. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download it SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio. 